But you know, there's a fine line between courage and recklessness. Right, troops, welcome to episode 35 of the Tyrell Hack Podcast. I'm your man, Chris Scullion. It has been a long, 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 long time since the last podcast, um, but I'll kind of talk about that more at the end uh, of this one. Uh, but for now, the most pressing issue um, is that... Um, it's not even an issue, it's, it's just more um, a thing. The most pressing thing is that we've just had a new Nintendo Direct Um and it was a decent one, quite a good one, um, all told, with um, a lot of kind of interesting revelations, interesting announcements, um, and a couple of kind of games that nobody was expecting. Bookended by two kind of big games that, uh, one of which has been getting a lot of requests on the Switch uh, for a Switch version, um, and one of which came out of nowhere that people didn't realise they wanted until until now. Um, so yeah, with, without further ado, if, if it's quite alright with you, dear listener, um, I'd like to kind of read through everything that was um, shown during the Nintendo Direct and give my um, scathing hot takes <laughs> on it, if that's quite alright. Uh, so first up, Super Mario Maker 2 on the Nintendo Switch, uh, 2019, June 2019 it's coming, which is exciting. Um, loads of people were kind of saying we want Mario Maker on Switch ever since it kind of um, since the Switch kind of launched almost people were, were, were wanting Mario Maker on it but um, a lot of those people um, didn't really come to the conclusion that it should be Mario Maker 2 they just wanted a port of the Wii U version yes this is better obviously this is Super Mario Maker 2 it looks like there's loads of new extra goodies and stuff added to it like the ability to kind of create paths for your own auto-scrolling levels. Um, they've added slopes to it and stuff like that. Um, it looks like they've added um, new power-ups like Cat Mario and stuff from Super Mario 3D World. Um, so that's quite interesting. I'll be curious to see how that uh, comes into play. But yeah, it's that's good. June 2019. Um, my only hope is that they add all the Amiibo support that the, the first game had because that, to me, was the most fun um, element of it. And with so many more Amiibo having been released since, it'd be great that if every single Amiibo had its own Mario Maker 2 character, that'd be pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that's a good, it was a good start. It's good to see kind of a lot of people right away on Twitter, like kind of being delighted at the fact that not only that it was Mario Maker, um, that they, they, a lot of people have been wanting has, has now been confirmed, or, or rather its sequel has. Just the fact that the Direct started with a brand new game, um, and it kind of set the scene for like this isn't just going to be rehashes of stuff that we already know about. So that was kind of positive. Um, up next was Marvel Ultimate Alliance three um, on Switch. Just a bit more kind of detail on it because previously, from what I can remember, we'd only ever really seen a cutscene um, announcing it, and this was the first time we got to see the actual game um, playing. It looks decent. Uh, loads of loads of characters in there. You've got your they obviously kind of highlighted Captain Marvel because obviously the Captain Marvel movie's coming out so they made a big deal about the fact that she's in it even though it's the kind of more comic book short hair Captain Marvel rather than the Brie Larson version. Um, obviously they're all the kind of comic book versions which makes sense. This isn't based on the Marvel cinematic universe. This is based on... Oh, oh baby's crying. I think Louise has got her 
Better go and check on her. Hold on. Right, well, that's that done. The joys of having a child that she waits until I start doing a podcast and then just loses her mind. <laughs> so there we go, she's back back to bed now, so that's good. Um, I think I earned a, a well-earned iron brew, I think. <sighs> Apologies in advance, you may hear some kind of creaking. Um, upstairs, Louise is just, uh, still trying to kind of get her back to sleep. She's calmed down now. Uh, Serena's calmed down now, but Louise is still trying to kind of rock her to sleep. So you might hear a wee bit of creaking. That's just coming from upstairs. So apologies in advance, but let's crack on. Where were we? Yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 looks good. Um, I like the first two. Um, I played them both on Xbox 360, so um, I'm well up for for a third game. Um, that should be fun. Um, then they showed a new Box Boy game uh, called Box Boy um, and Box Girl. Um, it's now got kind of two player co op where you can one player plays as male box and one player uh, plays as female box, which was quite interesting. Um, and they said some along the lines of once you beat the main kind of campaign, you can then play a new uh, mode as Cutie, who's a tall block. It's basically. Virgin on Thomas was alone at this point. Um, but yeah, it looks quite cool. It said something like 270 levels or something of that kind of, roughly that amount. Uh, so it looks like there's a lot to do in that. Box Boy, um, QB is, is, is kind of, um, star of these kind of really, it's fairly niche. Uh, there were 3DS, I believe, uh, puzzle games. Um, Bigger in Japan than certainly in the one in the UK, uh, to the extent that Japan got a, an amiibo, uh, which I imported. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if that amiibo can be used, even though it never came out here. Uh, so just purely for selfish reasons, because I'd like to actually use it for once. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. It'll be good. Um, next came a Smash Brothers Spring update. Uh, they didn't really say much about it, just that version 3 is coming in the spring. Um, and they kind of reconfirmed Joker and said that it'll be coming before the end of April. Um, so that means what two months, two and a bit months um, at the latest. You'll be waiting to until you be able to play as Joker um, and get this big version three uh, spring update, uh, whatever that entails. So that'll be interesting. Keep an eye out for that. Captain Toad it was quite surprising. Ta- Captain Toad's getting updates, uh, which um, I wasn't really expecting because Captain Toad obviously was originally a, um, a port of the Wii U version. Um, and they ported the Wii U version over to both the Switch and 3DS. Um, added a few new stages based on like Mario Odyssey and stuff like that. And you would forgiven for you you would forgiven for just drawing a line under it at that point because they they'd done what they needed to do. Brought the Wii U game onto the Switch. Added a few kind of sweeteners for uh, people who already had it. And job done. But no, apparently job not done. They've they've announced a free update. Um, which is coming later today, which adds co-op mode, so one player can be towed and one player can be towed at. Um, and there's paid DLC coming in 14th of March. Uh, they said 18 new challenges, including five new courses, which is an interesting way of putting it. I wonder if that just means five new levels and they've added some um, new missions to to, the, to existing levels. You know, in, in Captain Toad, you can either clear the level or you can clear the level with specific um, tasks to meet. So I wonder if it's just they just mean that. Um, either way, we'll find out that you can buy it. Apparently, you can buy it now, 
uh, buy this kind of DLC in advance now and you'll get one course right now um, and then the rest of the courses come on the 14th of March when the DLC properly launches. So we'll see. There's also a bundle coming later today, so if you don't have Captain Toad yet, um, there's a bundle coming today where you can buy the game and the DLC. Um, again, you're, you're essentially pre-ordering the DLC. It's not ready yet, uh, but when it comes, you'll, you'll get it automatically. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Captain Toad's a good wee game, so it's nice to see it continuing to be supported, even though people, uh, like I said, have probably drawn a line under it, so that's good to see. Um, then there's Bloodstained Ritual of the Night coming in summer 2019. Um, there was already a retro style game called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon that came out last year, and it was a kind of um, kind of set in the scene, a, a sort of not prequel. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, a prologue to this main game, this Ritual of the Night. So Curse of the Moon was last year's, and it was kind of old school. Uh, sprite-based 2D game, but this is a proper kind of 2.5D uh, polygonal one, which is kind of designed to play like the kind of um, mid-era Castlevania games, so, so beyond the NES and SNES ones, getting into kind of Symphony of the Night style kind of um, era, it's designed to play like those, and for those who don't know, it's, been, it's produced by Koji Igarashi, who's the kind of the main man, the main Castlevania man at that time of, of Symphony, uh, Symphony of the Night and all that. So, if anyone can kind of nail it, you would imagine it's him. So, um, it's going to be quite an interesting. Well, it looked good, it looked quite good. So, some kind of interesting effects like being able to kind of instantly teleport through stages and stuff. So, we'll see how that. Um, kind of pays off. See how see how it looks, but cautiously optimistic about that one. Um, I like a good Castlevania game. Dragon Quest Builders Two next out on the twelfth of July, twenty nineteen. I've never really kind of been into that because I'm I still have the creativity for those kind of things like Minecraft as well. I just never really got into. It. I don't. I prefer to be told what to do rather than kind of um, make it up myself. So I, I understand Dragon Quest Builders has got a kind of cult following, so I'm sure those people will be thoroughly pumped uh, waiting for Dragon Quest Builders 2, which is now being given a date the 12th of July. Uh, looks fine, looks really nice. If, if I was into that kind of thing, I'd be well up for it because it looks really pretty. Uh, but there you go. Um, followed by the longest title of the night, uh, Dragon Quest 11S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Um is basically a special edition version of Dragon Quest XI, um, which has already been released on other systems, but then it's coming to the Switch this fall, um, as they put it. Um, it looks really nice. I've not played it yet on, on other systems. I've been kind of waiting for the Switch one, so I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into that. Uh, apparently you can choose between English and Japanese audio and all that kind of stuff, so um, if that sort of thing pumps your nads or your female equivalent, then um, there you go. That's That's there for you. Um, following that, kind of a bit of a surprise, Disney Sum Sum Festival. Looks like a bunch of mini games using those kind of Sum Sum toys that you could buy um, in various greetings card shops throughout the country. Uh, you know the ones that look like wee slugs, but with Disney faces. Um, and this looks like a bunch of mini games starring said slugs. I'm up for this. I, I like anything Disney, um, and I like crap mini game collections. This, this looks like it's got 6 out of 10 written all over it and that's my kind of thing. Um, so I'm definitely keen to try that out. Um, even though every time I see Sum Sums um, I get confused because I think that's what Sims say to each other. Uh, when they say hello, they say Sum Sum. So uh, that's confusing. But as long as they don't start making Sum Sums of the Sims then 
we'll be alright. As long as we don't cross the streams, Ghostbuster style, it'll be fine. Starlink came next, which is fair play to Ubisoft for, for continuing down this uh, this path that they'd already planned out for the game, even though it's quite clearly died on its arse. Um, Starlink can now easily be bought for like 20 quid, 25 quid in shops all over the place, even though it launched for like 70 quid. Uh, so you can really easily buy a very cheap copy of Starlink on Switch, complete with a big massive R-Wing figure um, and get stuck in which, to, to be honest I think you should because it's, it's a fun game I wrote a review and did a video review on Tidal Hacks, so check it out to get my kind of more detailed impressions on it, but I've genuinely had fun with it at the time um, and it's a shame it didn't take off uh, but in a sense it also isn't because it's far more affordable now, 70 quid was taking the piss a little bit Um it's now a far more affordable price and there's now these new missions coming in the spring where it looks like you can now play as Falco and Pepe and Slippy as well rather than just Fox um, and can also play through Fox's missions in the base game as the other Star Fox characters now which is quite cool um, so it's coming in April uh, next up was Rune Factory 4 Special which is coming later this year and they then also announced that Rune Factory 5 is in development as well. Rune Factory I never really got into it. I, tried, I was given some of them to kind of preview in the O&M days, the kind of DS Rune Factories um, and again they've clearly got their following uh, but I just can't get it. It's, it's kind of it's a more fantasy style version of the Harvest Moon games where there's like monsters involved and stuff uh, but I can't really get into them, so apologies if you're a Harvest Moon or a Rune Factory fan, but um, I can't go on that journey with you, I'm afraid, but um, hopefully those of you who are in it liked what you saw, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it when it does finally come out, um, that'd be good. Thank you, Onenaki, uh, RPG by Square Enix. Th- this was new to me, I'm, I've, I've been out of the loop about it because of my book and uh, working on my book and uh, obviously the whole child rearing thing uh, so I'm not sure if this was a new announcement or if this has already been shown but it's new to me at least, it's RPG by Square Enix where you kind of transport between the living world and the dead world and basically rescue lost souls and when you rescue the souls they give you different powers, almost like kind of Pokemon with their uh, HM abilities, it looks quite interesting um, it's out in the summer so I'm curious about this one, like I say, it's new to me, I don't know if it is a new game, but I'm up for it, I like the idea of kind of rescuing people and getting, getting their abilities. Almost, It's almost like a kind of mature version of Yokai Watch, where you kind of helped ghosts out and kind of uh, enlisted their help, but only a more kind of mature version of that possibly, but it looks cool, I'm up for that. Next, Yoshi's Crafted World, which looks phenomenal. Uh there's a demo coming later today. By the time you listen to this, a demo will probably be out. Um, you, you can collect costumes. There's over 180 costumes, apparently. Um, all just kind of bits of cardboard and shit that you can put over them. Um, I would dare say that some of those costumes are going to be Amiibo. Uh, that's guesswork, but considering Yoshi's Woolly World had like an enormous Amiibo uh, support where you scanned in most Amiibo that were out at the time and you got different colour combinations for Yoshi. Um, I would imagine of these 180 costumes you've got to think some of them are going to be amiibo based uh, so we'll wait and see uh, but it looks fantastic it's, uh, I'm tempted not to play the demo because I want to just kind of wait until the game comes out because I know I'm going to get it so um, I'm tempted to hold fire and not bother with it but we'll see um, 
They then moved on to Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is out on the 26th of July now. They've decided it's been put back a wee bit. It was going to be spring, but they've put it back to the 26th of July. Um, I got concerned when they started going into a bit more detail because I thought this was going to be another Smash Brothers situation. As you know, you've probably watched a lot of Nintendo Directs and E3 presentations in the past. Nintendo like to kind of focus on one game and rip the absolute arse out of it, uh, like focus on it for like 20 minutes while everyone else isn't interested, kind of sits and looks at the watch and goes, oh no, there's 20 minutes left, there's 15 minutes left, there's 10 minutes left, come on. Um, so it looked like it was going that way, but it was, thankfully they kind of cut it fairly short. Um, it looks great. I'm, I like... I'm I'm not the world's biggest uh, strategy fan, uh, but I did get into Fire Emblem Awakening in a big way uh, on the 3DS. So uh, Fire Emblem's the kind of the only series that managed to break my uh, unwillingness to play strategy games. Not even Advance Wars did it back in the day. So um, I'm, I trust anything Fire Emblem gives me because. Um, yeah, uh, Fire Emblem's the only one so far to ever break that, so um, yeah, I'm up for three houses, it looks quite good. Um, next, Tetris 99, now this is right up my alley, uh, that alley being a little side alley down the left, it's just wide enough for one uh, block to fit down, uh, if you get the analogy. Um, Tetris 99 is, is Tetris, which it sounds like it's free. They weren't really clear. They've talked about it being a Nintendo Switch online exclusive type thing, but I don't know if that means you just get it for being a member of Switch Online or you can only play it if you've got a Switch Online because it's a multiplayer type thing and that you still need to buy it. Oh, um, but we'll know later because it's out later today. Again, by the time you hear this, it's probably out. Um, so we'll soon see if it is free it's got a 99 player online mode where you can just last man standing type thing or women obviously um, I'm well up for that that's that's my that's my bread and butter I'm a Tetris man um, so yeah this seems like a battle royale game that I'll f- finally be able to actually win uh, so sold 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 um, another surprise one Dead by Daylight is out in fall again um, for those not familiar with it, Dead by Daylight is a kind of online only, um, essentially slasher movie game where one player plays a slasher uh, villain and other players are the, the kind of victims, the, the, the teens try to, trying to escape. Um, it's kind of like the Friday the 13th game but more kind of generic. Um, it looks okay. The, the only thing I want to know more about though is the other versions, the Xbox One and PS4 versions which have been out for quite a while have had a load of DLC released since uh, with like officially licensed characters so you can play as there's like a Nightmare on Elm Street DLC and um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween and Saw uh, they've all had their own DLCs where you can play as actual Freddy Krueger or Leatherface or Michael Myers or Jigsaw um, and even like some of the, the heroes from from or the the victims rather from those series, so you can Laurie Strode from Halloween was in it, and um, the I think the police chief guy from the first Saw is in it, and one of the kids from Nightmare on Elm Street three is in it. Um, so it's not clear yet whether they're going to be in the Switch version because they didn't make any mention of those. I'm not fussed unless they are, to be honest, because Dead by Daylight I've only played a bit of it, and it's okay. Um, but yeah, it's 
I'm not a big fan of online multiplayer, so I'm probably not the best person to give judgment on it, but I'm an enormous fan of bad slasher movies, so I gave it a chance and it's fine, but yeah, it's not my type of game. But unless unless if they add Freddy Krueger to it, I'm all over it. I'm a massive Nightmare on Elm Street fan, so we'll see. Um, Delta Rune Chapter 1 is out on 28th of February. Um, this is kind of spin-off by the guy who made Undertale. Uh, the first chapter's free, and subsequent chapters won't be free, he <laughs> said. Um, it looks quite funny. Um, but they, they kind of tease a trailer for that with loads of sense. They did read Dogface to censor and all the kind of spoilers stuff, so that's quite good. Um, so yeah, if you're into Undertale, keep an eye out in, what, 15 days? Uh, first chapter of this will be out for free, so fill your boots. Um, another nice wee surprise at Demon X, Demon X Machina which they announced at the last E3, I believe. Um, there's a demo of that out later today as well called Prototype Missions. Um, it's four stages, basically, and helps you to kind of get to grips with the controls. Um, and then you can give feedback to kind of say what you liked and didn't like. And the game's apparently still due for release at the end of this year, but this is your first kind of chance to try it out and see what you think. It looks quite an in, like quite an interesting mech-type combat game. Uh, so I'll be, you know, be curious to see what they kind of how it plays, I'll, I'll definitely be downloading that to try it out, so, sounds good Grid Autosport's coming, uh, Codemasters have announced this. it's got all the DLC that was in the other versions of the game so 100 cars, 100 circuits they've added motion controls, a split split, uh, split screen multiplayer, etc it's out in the summer um, it looked okay frame rate seemed fairly rough, but it's always tricky to judge games based on stuff like that at this stage like until the game's actually out I'm always wary of criticising the game's frame rate and how it looks um, because often stuff like that are the last things that get tweaked before a game comes out uh, usually they wait until the game's kind of in a complete built state before they can then tinker with various uh, graphical settings to kind of try and uh, improve performance essentially so um hesitant to kind of have a go at the frame rate just now or any other aspect of it because it's still a number of months away it's now until the summer uh, so we'll see um, obviously racing games kind of at the very least really should have a, a, a stable 30 frames uh, so let's just wait and see wait till nearer the time but it's still good to have grid it's good to have a serious racing game uh, on the Switch that isn't uh, Drive Club not Drive Club Gear Club Unlimited Two, which I'm really not a big fan of. Uh, so it's good to have like another serious racing game on the Switch uh, by Codemasters this time, who are kind of established as a team that knows the racing games. Another nice wee surprise: Hellblade: Senwa's Sacrifice is coming in spring. This is uh, I've still not got around to playing that, so I might as well just wait for the Switch one. Um, by all accounts, an incredible game. Uh, kind of strong focus on. Uh, mental illness and apparently if you played uh, the Xbox or the PS4 version, I can't remember which one, with headphones in uh, you would hear voices in your head through the headphones while you played the game uh, which is really clever um, so I'm really looking forward to that one it, the footage they showed looked really impressive I don't know if that was the Switch they were that, that was running or whether they were just showing bits from other versions of the game because it looked pretty good for a Switch game um, but I suppose we'll need to wait and see until near the time it's out in spring apparently so hopefully we won't have to wait too long to see I'm sure Digital Foundry will rip the arse out it when it comes out um, and compare it to the other versions so that'll be interesting to see uh, they ended a quick kind of 
uh, zoom through a few other games. Mortal Kombat 11, just a reminder that it's coming. Uh, Unravel 2 is out in 22nd of March uh, with, with co-op this time. So Yarny's got his new uh, pal that, that kind of plays with him. Uh, they showed Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, which looks rough as assholes. Um, curious to, again, hopefully by the time it comes out, it looks better, but um, Assassin's Creed 3 was a launch game on the Wii U, and it looked much better than it does, than it did in that clip. Um, I don't know if that's a case of the remaster with the new textures and stuff, just kind of um, pushing the Switch beyond what it's really capable of. Um but it looks rough at this point. Uh, hopefully, it kind of uh, hopefully that changes bef- between now and its release. But uh, yeah, that was a surprise, but not in a good way. Um, it's good that it's coming. It's good to have a Assassin's Creed game on the Switch. That's nice, and it's got all the DLC and stuff apparently. Uh, but yeah, it looked pretty pretty ropey at this stage. Hopefully, that changes. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is out on the twenty sixth of March. That's iconic for a number of reasons, not just because it's Final Fantasy VII, but in a way, Final Fantasy VII kind of sealed the kind of kiss of death for the N64 before it came out, in Japan at least, uh, because the first six Final Fantasy games were all on Nintendo systems and uh, sold an absolute shit ton every time. So, And Final Fantasy VII started as an N64 game. There was kind of some magazines have really, really early screenshots of it. Um, it looks nothing like the final game. It just kind of uh, character art that looks nothing like uh, the final one. But Nintendo, because Nintendo insisted on sticking with cartridges and Square uh, Squaresoft wanted to switch to uh, CDs, Nintendo were like, nah, mate, I think we'll stick with cartridges. Uh, Square basically said, well, okay, fine, we're, we're jumping ship to PlayStation because they do CDs. Made Final Fantasy VII for PlayStation was an enormous hit, especially in Japan. Um, and there you go, the rest is history. So that's one of the, one of the games that kind of he helped establish the PlayStation certainly in Japan as a kind of as a force to be reckoned with. So the fact that all these years later it's now on a Nintendo system is quite quite interesting. It's all kind of come full circle. The game that the game that Nintendo uh, didn't get is now finally getting. Uh, so that's quite cool. Um, they also said Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. Everybody is coming soon. Um, and then dropped another minor bombshell that Final Fantasy IX uh, is again is also being released later today. Uh, so that's good. I didn't really. That's one I played least probably of of that era. Uh, I adored eight. Eight was my favorite. Eight still is my favorite Final Fantasy game. Seven I thought was decent. Nine I barely played because I just rented it. So uh, back in the day from Blockbuster. So um, I'm keen. To, I'll probably get that because I'm keen to properly play it. Um, and yeah, then two more kind of surprises right at the end. Astro Chain, uh, developed by Platinum with uh, Kamiya supervising the, the man behind Bayonetta and the likes. Uh, looks really cool. Looks really stylish. Um, looks like two characters kind of chained together by some kind of light chain, but you can kind of summon beasts to ride. No, I, I can't pretend to begin to know what was going on most of the, most of that trailer. All I know is that it looked really cool. Um, so that's interesting. Um, it's I mean it's a platinum game. It's almost definitely going to be good. And if it's if it's being helmed by the guy uh, who did Bayonetta, even though he's, he's not, doesn't look like he's got a hands-on kind of uh, role there. It said, it said something like he was supervising it or something like that. So it's not like he's behind it, but 
if they're name checking him, he's definitely involved in some capacity, be that uh, big or small. So hopefully it's keeps the kind of element of Bayonetta style gameplay, but it already looks like it does. It looks pretty cool. And that would have been a good way to end it, but then they suddenly dropped the final bombshell, which is they're remaking The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening uh, for the Switch, and it looks fantastic. They've gone for this kind of toy look, where it looks like you're looking down at a bunch of wee figures um, of Link and all the other characters. It just looks adorable. Um, for those who never played it, Link's Awakening is a kind of black sheep. Well, not so much. Zelda 2 was a, there's a real black sheep in the series, but Link's Awakening was the kind of the black sheep in the in the series. If if you only count games that actually play like Zelda games, because Link's uh, Zelda 2 was so different from other Zelda games. It's mostly side scrolling, um, whereas Link's Awakening was still a proper top down uh, RPG uh, adventure RPG type thing. Um, it just got so many weird quirks that there weren't in any other Zeldas. It, it feels like a. It's basically the Super Mario Brothers two of the series, in that um, little weird things take place in it that, that, that you wouldn't get in other in other games. So, like, there's chain chomps and uh, Goombas in it for no real reason, and um, Zelda's not even in it. <laughs> basically he's on a boat and if he, the boat crashes on Koholint Island I believe it's called and he wakes up and realises that um, he's dreaming or something it's been a while so he's dreaming and there's a big dream wind fish thing uh, up on a big egg uh, on the top of a mountain and he's got to wake it up to, to be able to go back to Hyrule it's mental uh, but I really like it it's a fairly short game though it's one of the shorter Zelda games so I'll be curious to see how much um, they add to it because in a modern it's kind of modern era. Um, it may not be long enough to satisfy modern gamers, so I wonder if Nintendo are going to... Oh, are we? Um, I wonder if any extra stuff's going to be added to it to kind of increase its longevity a bit, um, or whether they're just going to go for it as is and say, enjoy. Uh, but we'll see. Either way, it looks fantastic. I'm well, well, well up for that. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it's coming sooner rather than later because that'll be good. Um, and there we go, that was it, that was the direct um, quite a strong showing, if you ask me uh, I counted 29 games uh, 26 if you don't count uh, the ones that are just getting updates, the so Smash Brothers and Captain Toad and Starlink if you don't count those, it's 26 games um, a few good number of exclusives there, like stuff that you can't get on, on other systems um, and the ports that were announced are, are, are strong ports like um, Hellblade is a pretty big deal. Um, we already know about Mortal Kombat, but that's quite cool. It's good. It's good that we're getting Assassins. That the Switch owners are getting Assassin's Creed Three Remastered, even though it looks um like pig shit just now. Hopefully that will kind of change between now and release. Uh, but yeah, it was a strong, a strong direct overall. Got a couple of questions because uh, I asked for some. Uh, right before I recorded this. Uh, let's have a look. Roland Zwicker asks, whatever happened to Pikmin 4? Keep hoping they'll announce it, but they haven't so far. Yeah, Miyamoto said about 400 years ago that, that it was more or less done, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if that's a kind of... If the tea table's been upended or if they've just decided to hold fire until uh, they're in a situation where they need a game. <laughs> um, then they're just going to launch Pikmin, but I don't know. It's, it sounds like... I mean, you would imagine it's still coming. It's just weird that it's... There's been radio silence on that one, so I don't know. Um, 
Let the Winds Blow asks, do you have 99 friends ready to play Tetris 99 with? Mate, I don't need 99 friends. I'm, uh, I'm a lone wolf. I've got 99 problems and the Switch ain't one. Um, Ewan asks, do you think Astral Chain will be up there in the top tier of Platinum games? I mean, it's far too early to tell. It looks cool. Um, it looks like a typically stylish and weird and quirky Platinum game. So, based on that, it looks like it could be. Uh, but it's far too early to predict whether it will be up there with your bayonetas and, and the like. It's, we'll need to just wait and see. But it's certainly a positive start. Um, um, uh, oh, wait. Uh, I'm excited to see to see what's coming. That's going to be a good one. Um, and yeah, so let's go. That's our questions. That that was good. Um, and that's it. We'll keep it brief for now. There will be, like I said at the start, I want to address the podcast. Like obviously, I've not had a, done a podcast in a long time. Um, there's numerous reasons for that. The free time is at a, a premium just now, as you can tell by the baby crying earlier. Um, free time is pretty uh, thin on the ground. Um, but it's hopefully clearing up soon. Um, I've got also the books out. My NES encyclopedia is out in just over a month now. Please pre-order it if you haven't already. It's going to be uh, it's easily the best thing I've ever done. Um, Serena's generally sleeping better. Not that tonight was a good example of that, but for the most part, she's sleeping longer. Um, so I'm getting a wee bit more free time back. Um, my games room is all kind of finally set up. It's, it's taken a long time to kind of get how I'd like it but now it's all set up and uh, laid out in a way that I can easily grab footage from loads of different systems really easily um, so that's quite good, that's going to save me a lot of time so hopefully going forward the podcast will be a lot more regular again the only issue I have is that um, the way my podcast is set up, it's set up through WordPress um, so that anytime I post, anytime I add a new episode I have to put a post on titled Hack basically saying here is the podcast and it's got a podcast tag so basically iTunes searches my site's feed for any posts that have got the podcast tag um, and then adds them to the podcast so basically when I post this podcast on Tidal Hack and give it the the tag podcast it will then appear in your iTunes Um, the issue with that is that if there's periods like just now where I'm not putting a lot of content on Tidal Hack either because I'm working on a large article or because there's stuff like the book uh, kind of getting in the way. I don't want the site to be full of just podcast posts because I, I need to do one every time I put up a new podcast. I need to write a post and I don't want there to be like three podcast art, uh, posts in a row if, if I haven't got around to updating the site or something like that. So I'm looking into different solutions. I don't know whether one option would be to create a separate site just called titledhackpodcast.com or something um, and just copy... Um, just kind of merge the existing podcast into this new site uh, move it over uh, so that way I can do a lot more regular episodes and just kind of add them to that and they won't get in the way of the main uh, the main site and they won't kind of flood all the other articles out there's something I need to look into I don't know how technically feasible it is to switch a podcast RSS feed from one uh, site to another without everything just exploding in my face but we'll look into it uh, but either way, the, the, the aim is to do more podcasts soon. Um, I just need to find a way to to do it fairly cleanly uh, without uh, the world ending, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, there we go. There's, I'm trying to think of other housekeeping stuff. So yeah, the NES, NES Encyclopedia is out next month. Any other time I'll do a proper podcast, like going into the full story behind it, how, 
how I, how I made it, how I wrote it, how I researched it, why I did it in the first place, uh, the story of it being published and all the behind the scenes uh, chats and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll t- reveal all like near the time. Um, but yeah, until then, um, I'm still kind of we're we're working on marketing it just now and try to figure out shops to that will stock it. Obviously, bookshops are going to stock it. We're looking at trying to get some game shops and stuff to to host it. So we'll look into it. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Um, site's ticking away. I, I've got so many ideas for the site uh, that I need to implement soon. Um, the reason there have been fewer updates you may have noticed on the site in recent weeks, partly due to the book, but partly because I'm also working on something else that I can't talk about just yet. Uh, but you'll see the results of that in a couple of months. It's not it's not really related to me directly, uh, but I'm working on uh, something else that you'll you'll, you'll see soon. Um, but once that's done, I'm going to be back in full speed ahead with the with the site again. But I've got a Trello board full of ideas and articles I want to do really kind of quirky stuff and, and funny stuff as well as informative stuff I did there's a good reaction to it. I did a video an article recently called uh, that moment when that was the first in my series called that moment when where I just like to pick weird moments from gaming history that maybe don't get a lot of coverage um and focus specifically on those moments so the first one was that moment when Sonic played football in Virtua Striker 3 on the GameCube um, it basically gave the history of Virtua Striker and then showed Sonic playing football in it in the kind of cameo and that got a good reception so I've got a lot more of those planned um, and various other bits and pieces so um, yeah it's a good time I'm, I'm absolutely shattered for reasons that are clear by the yawning throughout this podcast uh, but I wouldn't have it any other way I'm, I'm really happy with the, with the stuff I'm doing just now and hopefully you are as well um, but it's only going to get better this is still the kind of I'm I'm running at about a five or a six just now, and I want to be running at a ten, uh, at the risk of using crappy marketing speak. Uh, but we'll get there. Uh, so thanks very much for listening. Thanks for your support. Please do review this on iTunes, and please do spread the word and let people know that the podcast is back. Because obviously, when you don't post one for so long, you lose a lot of momentum, and um, I'm kind of having to try and rebuild its popularity again. But hopefully. Uh, you enjoyed this one and, and you will happily tell other people to listen to it rather than feeling coerced into doing it just to help me out hopefully you uh, genuinely want to tell people that this is worth listening to um, until then I will catch you on the flip flop with another podcast please do keep checking tyrolhack.com uh, there's a lot of stuff going up this weekend um, including the launch of the Tyrol Hack Game Club uh, where basically every month or so I'll mention well i'll discuss with my patreon folk potential games um and then i'll reveal what the game is and basically everyone who's interested can get hold of the game and we can chat about it in the title hack discord server and, and various other avenues we can all chat about the game together as we're playing it um, share tips and all that kind of stuff It'll mostly be old kind of retro games because obviously the site's retro themed now and i want games that um, not everyone's necessarily played so it won't be like Super Mario Brothers or anything like that but stuff that's still popular and easy enough to get hold of but for whatever reason um, not everyone's kind of ticked off their list so the first game is a perfect candidate for that and that's Zelda 2 um, obviously Zelda and it's a big game uh, there's a million different ways to get it including Switch Online um, but it's got such a tricky opening that I think a lot of people give it 10-15 minutes and then say nah 
this is too difficult. I can't, I can't be bothered getting into this. Whereas in re- the reality is, and you get past that kind of overall hump, that uh, that um, opening hump, the game just gets better and better as it goes along. And this is a game that was made for playground chats when the NES was out. Uh, kids would share tips in the playground and say, "Oh, how did you beat this guy? Oh, I did this." Guy. So that's the kind of spirit I want to kind of get back with this. If people are stuck in a boss, other people will give them hints and. Uh, give each other help and hopefully together we can all get through what starts as a pretty complex game but it's really a, a rewarding one by the end um, but yeah I'll write something up to that um, to that point uh, over the weekend so keep an eye out for that otherwise we're done thank you very much for listening I'll catch you on the flip flop with another podcast very soon um, thanks guys your support is much appreciated cheers bye bye <laughs>